Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Fix Your Sciatica podcast, where we meet with experts and clients and discuss how to manage your sciatica and low back pain without the use of medications or surgery. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Mack, and I'm a physical therapist as well as the founder of iFixYourSciatica.com, a go-to resource for pain management. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you for listening. And if you are tuning in again, welcome back. And lastly, if you find today's episode or any of these episodes of this podcast to be helpful or insightful, please follow and rate this podcast on whatever platform you're using. The more followers and ratings we get, the more we can help people like you. And without further ado, let's get started. When I'm working with clients who are experiencing sciatica, I look at a couple different components, but if I were to break it down into two major themes, I look at the biomechanical standpoint on how the joints and muscles move, but then also the neuromuscular standpoint in regards to how do the nerves interact with the rest of the body. And the thing is, is that there's another layer to sciatica relief, and that is going to be the deepest aspects of the core. And on today's episode, I actually have an expert in core management, specifically with the condition diastasis. And I see this a lot in a fair amount of patients, and I know my limitations, and I thought it would be a great opportunity to have an expert talk all things diastasis and the separation of the abdomen. So I have Julie Tupler, who is a registered nurse as well as an expert in diastasis rehab on today's episode. Julie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, uh, Diastasis recti is a condition that so many people have and just don't know it. And um, sadly, they um, have the side effects and are not checked for it. They'll they'll go into um, a medical professional for the side effects and they will not be checked. So they never know that they have it. And um, so anytime that I have an opportunity to talk about diastasis to bring an awareness to uh, medical professionals and the general public, um, I'm always interested in doing that. Um, I've been uh, treating diastasis for about 30 years now. I am a, uh, besides being a registered nurse, I'm also a personal trainer and a childbirth educator. So um, in the late 80s, I was um, teaching exercise at a health club and they said, you're a nurse, Um, would you teach a prenatal class? Now, nobody was teaching prenatal Uh, The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists had written the guidelines in the late 80s. So no one was really doing anything. So I um, studied with Elizabeth Noble and realized that I didn't agree with some of the things that she uh, was doing. So I had to create my own program. So in 19, well, and, and then what happened was 
the people in the class, the pregnant woman found out I was a nurse and started picking my brain about labor. So I became a childbirth educator. And through that process, realized that childbirth education comes at the end of the pregnancy and only prepares your mind. Now you wouldn't run in a race and not train. Why would a woman do the hardest thing she's ever gonna do labor and not have that mind body connection? So in 1990, I started um, my new company called Maternal Fitness, preparing women for the marathon of labor. And in the process of, of working with pregnant women, I discovered diastasis. And uh, I was very, very early on, I was very interested in the transverse abdominal muscle. So I was doing these little isometric exercises with my pregnant women. And one of the women, uh, one of the women that I was working with had a very severe diastasis where when she would come up, you could see this, this doming of the abdominals. So when you see that, you know, they have a very severe diastasis. So when we were doing the exercises, she couldn't feel her muscles. And the reason is, is because if the muscles are separated four fingers apart or more, they move side to side. They have to be close together to work in the direction they're supposed to work in their sagittal plane of movement front to back. So because they were moving side to side, she couldn't feel them. So I took a scarf and I pulled the muscles together and I said, okay, now, Let's see if you can do the And bingo, that was my aha moment that I knew that I had to put the muscles and connective tissue in a close together position so that they would, so that the muscles would work correctly. And then it sort of, you know, it, it went from there. But that was my aha moment in terms of understanding how I needed to work with a diastasis you know, in terms of the muscles, but then there's so much more. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely, I mean, if we look at the human body, it's more than just an arm, a leg, it's a sum of all of its parts. And to be able to have that aha moment, I love aha moments. And I'm so, um, for the listeners who aren't on like watching this video, I had a huge smile when she, when Julia said aha moment, because those specific scenarios are so amazing, so powerful that it really has a huge lasting impression. So, you know, I want to talk about a little bit, if it's okay, about um, what diastasis is and why it's not um, a cosmetic issue, that it is a really a medical issue because with the diastasis, your body is out of alignment, okay? Diastasis means separation and recti are the outermost abdominal muscles. So what happens is, the muscles separate because of many things. So the myth that's out there is that only women have it from having a baby. Not true. 37% of my clients are men and, and I have children that have it as well. So what happens is there's a piece of connective tissue running down these outermost recti muscles. And, and there's a weak spot in that connective tissue at your belly button. So when you have any type of continuous force, it stretches it 
either it stretches it forwards or sideways or backwards. Any kind of stretching and force causes the muscles to separate. Now, with pregnant women, um, they get the relaxant um, in their body so that they can birth the baby and you know fit the baby and birth the baby. So that relaxant is systemic. So it hits not only the joints, um, the cartilage and the blood vessels, but it also hits this connective tissue between your muscles, all right? And it softens it up and it makes it easier. So things like a car accident with that force, um, abdominal surgery, having a big belly, um, doing improper exercises, like for children, uh, gymnastics is very bad because they keep on arching their back and every time they arch, they're flaring the ribs and stretching the connective tissue and crunches. Crunches, um, crunches can create a, di a diastasis um, or if you have one, make it worse, all right? Um, so these are the causes. Now, the side effects of a diastasis, this, these, these muscles, their job is to support your body to support the front of your body, all right, to support your organs. So when the muscles separate and the connective tissue stretches sideways, the organs move forward, right? So there's constipation, there's bloating after eating. Um, then, then it's also supposed to support your back, your spine. When the muscles are separated, doesn't do that job either. So then what happens is, and this is how it relates to sciatica. So when the muscles separate, we've talked about the front and the back, the upper body, you see people with the diastasis are rounded over, all right? They have poor posture. Now, if you're really rounded over, you see seniors that are really rounded over and have this kind of a hump on their back and the big bellies, I can't help them, all right? But just a little rounding, I can, but what the little rounding does is it bulges your disc. And a bulging disc, all right, can press on a nerve and that can cause the sciatica. So, you know, it's, it's when your muscles are separated and then it's also um, uh, below the body uh, causes pelvic floor issues. So any kind of, um, pelvic floor issues, if you have separated muscles, um, it's gonna be harder to heal the pelvic floor issues. And one of the issues for men um, that have a diastasis um, is um, uh, um, erectile dysfunction. I think it's ED, all right? And, and many men don't know that. So you see men in their 40s and 50s if they get up and they have that doming, all right, that is going to affect their pelvic floor as well. So this condition, diastasis recti, my dream is that um, every belly get checked as part of any medical or fitness evaluation. Somebody comes in with back pain or sciatica or whatever, they need to, as part of the evaluation, they need to be checked for a diastasis. So, um, so that's the, um, 
the information on what a diastasis is. And once people learn about it, then they become obsessed with diastasis. Oh, that one person has it, and that one person, that one person has it. You know you have a diastasis if you have an Audi belly button, all right? Or if you have that, that doming. And, um, and an umbilical hernia is also a side effect of a diastasis. So if you are planning on getting your umbilical hernia fixed, all right, if you're open above and below the belly button, the chances of that surgery holding um, are pretty slim. So it's, it's also important if you're having any type of abdominal surgery to prepare for, just like you would prepare for shoulder surgery and knee surgery, um, it's important to prepare for abdominal surgery because you use your abdominal muscles with every move you make and with every breath you take. And after abdominal surgery, they'll, they will say to you, don't lift anything over five pounds. So if I stand up from a seated position, I'm lifting my whole body weight, which is obviously a lot more than five pounds. <laughs> so, um, so if you stand up, that's your whole body weight of force on those stitches, all right? So um, it's very important uh, to prepare for abdominal surgery so that the diastasis is smaller and they don't have to use the mesh so that the connective tissue is stronger and holds the stitches. And so the patient knows how to use their abdominal muscles correctly in the recovery process to maintain the integrity of those sutures. So, so, so my program is important for... Um, uh, before, before and after abdominal surgery, and also for pregnant women, all right? So what happens with the diastasis, if this was my uterus, this is my cervix, the uterus, to have a vaginal birth, the uterus needs to be in the right position and the cervix lined up with the vaginal canal. When the muscles separate, then there's no support for the uterus, it tilts forward, and now the cervix is pointing sideways instead of downwards, okay? So, so keeping it as small as possible is really important to prevent a C-section. Also, um, in knowing how to push correctly because the pushing in labor is what makes the diastasis bigger and is what creates all those pelvic floor issues like prolapse of organs, um, incontinence, hemorrhoids, all those things can be avoided if a woman during her pregnancy practices the pushing every time she goes to the bathroom. And basically she has to practice abdominals back, pelvic floor open and relaxed because, because when they push, they're using their abdominals with Valsalva going forward and then there's stress on the pelvic floor. So we teach them because um, it takes 21 days to learn a new skill. Uh, we teach them how to push with their abdominals, relax the pelvic floor that they've stretched and strengthened during the pregnancy. So, so it's not only um, men, women, and children, but pregnant women and, and before abdominal surgery, the diastasis uh, comes into play that it's important to have a smaller diastasis. We are going to take a quick break to tell you about our awesome new program called the Sciatica Protocol. 
If you don't have the time to see a professional, but are tired of trying to figure out this recovery on your own, then the sciatica protocol is for you. Harness the power of a knowledgeable physical therapist through your phone. It takes no more than seven minutes per day, and it is designed to help you recover as quickly as possible. Now, having an on-demand physical therapist can cost thousands plus hours of sessions. But with the sciatica protocol, you'll receive the same, if not better, customized care completely free. And why are we making this program free? Because I believe that everyone deserves to live free from pain without actually having cost be the biggest obstacle. It is simple to start and all you need to do is log into ifixyoursciatica.com forward slash the dash sciatica dash protocol and fill out the nine question quiz to begin. The link for the program is in today's show notes. One thing that you brought up early on and it just recurred throughout this entire segment was this concept of uh, this disconnect with uh, with the core, with specifically the abdominals. So um, you talked about a couple of causes of the, the diastasis itself, but if we're looking at like the mind-body disconnect, what do you think are some of the causes as to why people are disconnected from their core and preventing their ability to utilize it correctly and manage the pressure to minimize a situation like a diastasis? Well, that's a great question. And nobody has ever, ever, ever that I know taken the time to strengthen the transverse muscle. Nobody's taken the time to do that. And your transverse muscle is your core and your transverse muscle is connected to the, those outermost recti muscles. It's connected behind it on top and in front of it on the bottom. So that transverse muscle controls the recti. And if you don't strengthen the transverse muscle and develop transverse muscle strength and awareness, you're, you're, you know, you're not going to have, you're you're not going to have that awareness of your core because in my program, the first six weeks, that's what we do. We develop that in a seated position, right? Because in backline position, it's too difficult to engage transverse. So we strengthen it seated first and then backline. But um, but having the transverse muscle be, be the person's best friend. So when you sneeze, because I said you use your abdominals with every move you make and with every breath you take. So, so if I stand up and I don't engage my transverse, then the muscles are going forward and it's stretching the connective tissue because the connective tissue is connected to the muscles. So if the muscles go forward, the connective tissue goes forward. And the whole point of the program, of my program, is to strengthen that stretched out connective tissue so that it's strong enough to hold the muscles in a close together position. So if you keep on stretching it by using your abdominals incorrectly, it's, you know, you're, you're never gonna be able to get the results. So. The big picture of my program is repositioning the muscles and the connective tissue because the muscles only move correctly if they're close together. So we want both the muscles and the connective tissue to be in the right position, that connective tissue in a narrow position, taking the stretch off of it, having it be more rope-like, and the muscles, so they move front to back. That's what strengthens it, okay? 
We also wanna think about the connective tissue continuously in this narrow position, just like if you put, if you broke a bone and then you put a cast on it, the two ends of the bone are continuously in that position, so then they fuse, okay? That is the same thing with the connective tissue. We wanna continuously keep it in that narrow position. So that's the position that it heals in that with, when you sneeze, it's in a narrow position. When you cough, when you go to the bathroom, when you do your exercises, when you, you know, that is continuously in that narrow position, all right? Yeah. I, I can't agree. I can't agree more. I'm 100% in agreement with you. In the physical therapy world, listeners, we call that biomechanical uh, efficiency when it, it the the muscles or the connective tissues are in the optimal position for them to generate force and be stable. When it's overstretched, we call it biomechanical inefficiency because it doesn't have the greatest opportunity to contract and stay stable. Well, they work in the wrong direction. Exactly. They work this way instead of. They work side to side, which doesn't really do anything. It maybe stretch the connective tissue a little bit, but they need to be close together to move front to back. And so uh, being the, the professional you are, and we're talking about um, some really great results with the program that, that, um, that you've created, how would someone who's listening right now, how would someone go about uh, measuring or checking if they have a diastasis? That's a great question. I'm so glad that you asked that. Um, on my website, um, I have like an intro, an intro program. It's three videos and they can just sign up for that for free. All right. And the three videos are checking for diastasis, the four steps of the program and a diastasis safe workout. So they get so that they will learn how to check themselves um, and and checking yourself for a diastasis is not an exact science. OK, the point is to kind of see where you are. Most people check for diastasis incorrectly. They have the person lift their head and shoulders off the floor. And what happens is when you do that, the muscles come close together. So they're checking it at its smallest instead of at its largest. Okay. So when I check for diastasis, we're actually checking for two things. We're checking for the distance between the separated muscles. And we're also checking for the condition of the connective tissue. The deeper my fingers go down, the weaker the connective tissue. And remember, the point is to make the connective tissue strong enough to hold the muscles in a close together position. So that connective tissue is important. So if I go down and I feel like a pulsing or if I see somebody has stretch marks, I know that they probably have weaker connective tissue and it'll take a little bit longer, okay? Which is, which is why um, my program progresses over 18 weeks but I don't tell, some people will close it depending upon the size of their diastasis. But some people it might take, if they have a severe diastasis more than a year. So my online support program, there's no termination date on it. Um, we want you to be supported um, as long as you need it, right? Uh, so, um, and we have weekly videos, weekly um, uh, tips, a Facebook group, and I do a live webinar every Friday to answer everyone's questions and they're recorded. So um, 
it, you know, so one of the things that I talk about with checking for diastasis is that it's not an exact science and that you just want to see your starting position. What's even more effective is taking the belly pictures from the front and the side each time, because then you really see the changes in the, the belly button, goes from an Audi to an innie, um, and the circumference of the body under the ribs at the waist of the belly, because you will, as the muscles come together, your circumference gets smaller. So besides checking for diastasis, those two other ways are also important. Very, very cool. And so it's establishing a baseline and then measuring the progress um, over time. Let's talk a little bit about these bulging discs. Um, you said earlier before that with the diastasis, people can be in kind of like this forward hunched position, which can in fact put a fair amount of stress um, on the discs itself. Um, another thing that I find, and I just want to be, I'm very intrigued to see what you've seen in your experience. I know that um, uh, what I've also found people who've been experiencing, uh, sciatica like symptoms can also be related to more of like an arth the arthritic changes, kind of like what we call spinal stenosis, where the, the spine is really more so locked in extension. And what I found with people who've been dealing with, um, some abdominal issues is that they are locked in extension. There's a lot of that pressure that is in fact, pushing forward putting stress on the admin, the transverse abdominis. Do you find that as well? Have you seen that in your experience? Well, in my experience, I, I most everybody with a severe diastasis has some sort of back issues because the bottom line is they're only doing their job if the muscles are close together. If they're separated, then there's no support for the back. So then you have the poor posture, and you just have you know back and hip pain, and it's um, you know. And one of the things is that because the transverse inserts into each side of the spine in the back, only abdominal muscle that only muscle that comes around the whole body, okay. But in the back, it inserts in each side from the bottom six ribs to the top of the pelvis. So. Um, there's another book, and I can't remember the name of it, but these physical therapists out of Australia, they talk about the transverse muscle and all the different co-contractions, meaning when you contract um, transverse, you get a contraction with others. And one of the, the muscles is the lumbar multifidus, okay? So when I'm working transverse, doing my little exercises, I'm getting lumbar multifidus in my lower back as well. So if you're strengthening the muscles around the bones, okay, the spine is gonna be much more supported, okay? So if you put your hand on your back and you do my exercises, you totally feel it in your back. I mean, people are normally sore after that. So, so it's, it's having the muscles close together and also doing that exercise with a muscle that's on each side of the spine. I mean, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it just, you know, the back is supported better, okay? It's just the bottom line, the back is supported better when the muscles are close together, okay? It's just, it's just I don't know how to say it any clearer than that, okay? But the back pain goes away 
when they do the exercises, okay? Because they get a full contraction with all these other abdominal muscles at the same time. 100% in agreement with you with that. I like to think about it as this concept of proximal or internal stability followed by distal mobility. And what that truly means is the fact that your spine should be supported, which allows your hips, your shoulders to be the prime movers, because that's, those should be the most flexible parts of our body. And if we don't have that stability actually in the midline, um, we then actually, uh, from a neuromuscular standpoint, the human body would actually increase tension at both the shoulders, the neck, the hips to accommodate for that missing tension. And so this is, I'm excited because this is really the missing link on, on a lot of people's um, rehab and, and, and recovery. Because I, you know, I'm in like, uh, you know, I was in, I'm, I live, you know, in Weehawken now, but I'm in New York and my business is still in, mostly in New York. And I've talked to many chiropractors. They didn't even know what a diastasis was. And it was like shocking to me that a medical professional, but I, I guess it's not so shocking because they don't teach in nursing school, PT school, chiropractic school, or medical school, anything about diastasis. They just stay separated and don't stop to think how this separation affects the alignment of the whole body. All right. It's just. It's, it's a huge challenge. Um, I know that uh, in, in the physical therapy world, there are specialists now who are uh, postpartum women's health um, specialists. And whenever I encounter a scenario where it's really outside the scope of my abilities, I would actually refer out. And uh, a good friend of mine, um, a couple of friends of mine are actually really uh, are specialists like yourself um, in that realm. And um, I, I find that when you find a specialist like yourself, hold on to them because they are amazing at what they do. Um, yeah. Well, um, well, on, we on, my, my, on my website, you can see that um, a large percentage of the people that I've trained are physical therapists. And most of the people do it personally first. That's how I even started getting this training program because the people did and they said, oh, we want to teach this. And I have a, a doctor in uh, uh an MD in, um, uh, she's in Brazil. Um, and then I have one chiropractor in New Jersey. Uh, and I'm really reaching out to more chiropractors uh, now, um, especially since that um, article just came out in a chiropractic magazine this month. But um, most of the people are medical, you know, are physical therapists. And, um, but, just because you're a physical therapist or a chiropractor doesn't mean you know how to treat diastasis, okay? So uh, that's why people that have done the training with me are listed you know, on my website. Amazing. So let's talk about some things like, say for example, if someone's listening to this, excuse me, if someone's listening to this episode right now and they're like, oh yeah, I actually do have a diastasis, what, what are some precautions that they need to take before like, yeah, what are some precautions that they need to take before they even get started on, you know, program? Okay. Well, you know, if the muscles are separated and the connective tissue stretch sideways, you don't want to be doing stuff in an abdominal facing down position, all right? Because then you're stretching 
because all the way to the organ stretches that connective tissue. So we don't do that. Um, and in week six, we teach a diastasis safe workout, okay? Um, but first you have to strengthen your transverse. If somebody just, you know, has a diastasis and doesn't want to get any bigger, um, then they would have to stop doing crunches and just, um, it's, it's kind of um, difficult to say what to do because it just naturally gets bigger with age. And if somebody's not using their abdominals with activities of daily living um, and when they're exercising, it's just, it's just gonna get bigger just going to get bigger as you age. So, you know, the, the point is, and the, the point is, it doesn't take that much to, to, to make it smaller and close it. The big picture for me is repositioning the muscles in the connective tissue with the, um, the splints I now have at the together wear, whether it's a tank top and the splint attaches right on the, the tank top protecting the connective tissue from getting stretched forwards, backwards, or sideways, with having the awareness of how to use your abdominals with activities of daily living and when you work out. And three, strengthening. I have these seated, two seated exercises. And if you just did the seat, we have one back lying head lift instead of a crunch, but you don't even have to do that. If you just did the seated exercise, you did the four steps of the program of wearing the splint, like wearing a cast, doing the seated exercises, using your transverse with activities of daily living and getting up and down correctly. Now, getting up and down correctly and using your abdominals, I could have put them together, but getting up and getting down, you're using your whole body weight. So if I stand up and I don't engage my transverse muscle, which is the innermost abdominal muscle, if I don't do that, then it's my whole body weight of force. Muscles are moving forward, bringing the connective tissue with like 138 pounds of force and getting up and getting down. I had one client, I checked her for a diastasis, we're almost closed. She jackknifed up, okay? Came straight up, okay? Almost gave me a heart attack, okay? I got her back down again and it, it opened up just with that one jackknife, okay? And the reason, when you come straight up, and which is the reason why crunches are like this, because when you're in a backline position and the shoulders are off the floor, it's physically impossible to engage transverse, okay? If you can't engage it, it's moving forward and stretching the connective tissue, working the muscles in the wrong direction, okay? So getting up and getting down is really important. And um, I worked with back injury patients when I was doing vocational rehabilitation, in California. And um, first thing that they teach is getting up and getting down correctly. And that was basically for the back. So it is important for the back, but also the front to make sure you don't separate your muscles more. So getting up and down seated to back line, back line to seated, seated to standing, standing to seated is very important. It's very important. So these are the things that people have to um, take into consideration. Um, if they're wanting to close their diastasis. And having a tummy tuck, basically what they're doing is they're taking that connective tissue 
and they're putting it in like, like a, they're plicating it or making it like an accordion, putting it together in a narrow position and then stitching it, okay? With mine, I'm actually strengthening it, okay? So, which is why if they don't know how to use their abdominals in the recovery process, you can get a tummy tuck and have it come undone, which I see all the time, okay? So if you have to have a tummy tuck, you should definitely make the diastasis smaller, do my program before and after so that you, you know, that your surgery is successful. Yeah. So um, if you have a diastasis, take action, get strong, take a look at Julie's courses. You have to take some action. Yeah. Right. Doing something is better than doing nothing. All right. Doing something is better than doing nothing. So people will say, do I have to wear the splint? Well, you have to, in order for to do the exercises correctly, if I didn't want to wear the splint, then if I was doing the exercise, I'd have to take the scarf and pull it together so the muscles and connective tissue are close together when you do the exercises. One question that I have about the splint, um, you'll people who have back issues will often ask me or they're like, oh, should I wear a back brace or should I wear like a weightlifting belt? Um, now with your splint, um, I actually got a chance to take a look at your website. It's really, really cool. But yeah, if someone's like, oh, like a back brace, like the ones that you would see at home. Like, yeah. That is a fabulous question because people say all the time, oh, you know, is it going to weaken, is it going to weaken my muscles? Okay. So some will, and those are the ones that are for compression. Okay. Now I'm trying to make the transverse muscle be your, your compression binder. My program is strictly for approximation putting the muscles and the connective tissue in the right starting position so that when you do the exercises with my little contracting exercise, they start with um, uh, 500 a day over like three times over the day. And then in week 18, it's up to um, 2000. So there's no way in my program that you're gonna have weak abdominals. It's only putting the abdominals and the connective tissue in the right position so that you do the exercise correctly. Because if not, the muscles are moving this way instead of front to back. So it's, so it's definitely for approximation, repositioning them. So yeah. if people say, well, I'm just, they just wanna wear the splint, that's not gonna do it either because it's just positioning. You have to do the exercises. Now, I was thinking to myself, why is why is my program working? Why, why is the connective tissue getting stronger, the belly button going back in? I, I saw that it was happening and I was like thrilled, but I'm thinking maybe it's blood flow to the connective tissue. Then I read the research by Dr. Helene Langevin, a um, neurologist out of Vermont. And she talks about um, the connective tissue that these backward exercises, this mechanical compression exercises that I do creates this microcurrent in the connective tissue and that's what remodels and heals it. So, excuse me. So I'm, you know, very excited because there's a lot of stuff going on with microcurrent. 
Very. I have done a research study with the doctor in California, Southern California, where we put platelets into the connective tissue. And that was good, but it's expensive and um, it's invasive. You have to put the needle in, you have to take the blood, stuff like that. Um, I'm doing work now with, um, uh, with microcurrent, which is, which is different from uh, TENS, which is AC current. Um, DC current is the, you know, it's the same uh, current that your, your nervous system, your body creates. So, so this is, so, you know, I use it for scar mobilization uh, when people have C-sections, because if somebody has a C-section, there's a stuckness down below. So if I'm trying to reposition the muscles and connective tissue, and you have a scar there, you know, we have to unstick those layers of, of connective tissue so that we can move it and put it in the right position. Yeah. And so let's talk about healing. Um, I think a lot of people are like, people are listening. They're like, okay, well, how long is this going to take? And when, when people get on calls with me and they're working with me, they're like, how long is this going to take? And when I try to plan out the timeline in regards to someone's recovery, I look at uh, prognostic indicators. What are things that are working in their favor? When it comes to diastasis rehab uh, and return to function, what are some positive indicators that would indicate that someone would have a faster recovery than what they could have imagined or expected? Okay. Well, that's a very interesting question. And I was at a networking um, event and they said, what is the one thing that you would tell your clients that would make them you know, that it would give them the best information and the, and the, and, and what I told the, my table was if they do the program my way and not their way. Okay. Now the, 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 the time my program progresses over 18 weeks, but if you have a very severe diastasis, you know, our statistics with 372 clients, with mine and some of my other trainers shows that if you do the program, all four steps of the program, wear the splint all the time, except 15 minutes when you bathe, you know, you do the exercises, you, you um, uh, use your transverse with activities of daily living, um, you do a diastasis safe workout, that in six weeks, you can make your diastasis 55% smaller. So if you have a 12 finger, you know, I, I, you know, if somebody has the doming, then I measure each side of their belly and I measure it in centimeters. I have a, a diastometer to measure the distance. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, if they do the program, you know, and they're adamant about doing it, but if they do the program, their way, they, they go out to dinner and they take the splint off and they're and it's off for four hours, then the connective tissue goes back and and then they're wondering why they're at a plateau or they're, you know, but if they follow the program, um, as I said, within six weeks, they can make it 55% smaller, okay? And that is why, right? Now, with some of these things, you need to get up and down, okay? So I'm not asking you to do um, something else, when you stand up, I'm asking you to engage your abdominals. When you sneeze, when you cough, these things, 
you know, to just add in that you use your abdominals and getting up correctly. All right. So, um, and then you can do my exercises when you're driving in your automobile, you know, you can do them when you're doing laundry, you can using your abdominals and, you know, so there's ways to incorporate it um, into your life. And it's, it's not that, you know, difficult to do. You just have to bring the awareness and, and that is why I have my online support program with weekly videos telling you what to do, weekly notes, a Facebook group. And then I do live um, weekly webinars, you know, so that people feel supported and they get all their questions answered. All right. And they feel like they're in a part of a community. So, so basically, yeah, you know, if they understand the four steps of the program, they do it, they develop that transverse awareness, they wear the splint to keep the muscles in the right position, they're gonna have great results. Great results. I just trained a, a physician, um, a hernia, uh, a hernia surgeon that had an umbilical hernia. And um, I can actually show you. And he didn't even do the program exactly the way I wanted him to do it. Um, let me show you his pictures. Okay, so here's his before picture. Can you see that? And here's his. Wow, what a difference. That's cool. Okay, and he didn't even do the program the way I wanted him to do it exactly. But the before and after pictures on my websites are there's no Photoshopping in them. Those are the results, you know, that people get. Okay. So, um, you know, it's just a matter of making a commitment that you're going to, you know, that you're going to, that you're going to do it. You know, it's, it's, you know, because if you're doing it all on your own, the chances of you being successful, which is why I have the online program where people have access to support. Yeah. So being able to uh, ask for help, ask for that support um, is really crucial for people to stick with the program, because it seems like for something like this, it's going to take work for you listeners out there. You know, these stretches, everything that we give you as healthcare professionals, it's there for a purpose. We're used to either get you stronger, get you more flexible, help relieve your pain. And these things can help if you do them. But if you don't do them, we kind of sell ourselves short. Well, and the other thing is, I want them to do this the rest of their life. All right. I want them to do it the rest of their life. That's why my, again, my program is ongoing, but I don't have a diastasis. I haven't had one for a while. And I continue to do the program um, for maintenance because I have that weak spot in the connective tissue. It can always open up again. If I started doing crunches, I could create a diastasis on myself again if I started doing that. So the purpose of a diastasis safe workout, which we start in week six of the program, is to maintain the results that you gain, continue closing it, and then once you've closed it, keep it closed, all right? So to keep it closed, like I know, if I'm riding my bike, I'll do the exercises. If I'm walking, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, it's part of, and then with every repetition of every exercise, I'm using my transverse muscle on the work part of the exercise. 
Yeah. So we're looking at implementing this, these concepts into your everyday life. So um, it just becomes yeah. second nature. Second it nature. Becomes second nature to do this, that all the power comes from your core. All right. When I'm doing a military press, you know, I'm starting with my abdominals all the way back to my inner spine. And then on the work part, I'm straightening my arms going against gravity I'm doing the little isometric squeeze, as I call, out the back on the work. So all the power comes from here, lifting my arms. My abdominals are lifting my arms. My abdominals are straightening my legs in the squat. My abdominals are lifting my head in the head lift. All the power from the core. Right now, most people don't have core strength because they have no transverse strength. Yeah, they get disconnected. There's this... There's just something that happens that prevents people they're working from working the recti Exactly. Right? And when they're working the recti, they're working the transverse. And if you do a crunch, what happens is the muscles go like this. Okay? Mm -hmm. In mine, the muscles go like this. I could probably show you a video of the difference between a crunch and if you wanted me to. I could show you an animation. Would you like me to show you the animation? Sure, yeah. And yeah, we'll be able to, um, for those listeners, you can actually see the animation in the YouTube video, um, which uh, we'll be able to put into the show notes. And all of Julie's information and all everything that she's been talking about um, will also be found in the show notes as well. So can I share the screen? Can I Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. So here's a crunch where the muscles are going forward and stretching the connective tissue because you can't hold it in. And there's a head lift where the muscles are going back. Wow, thank you for sharing that. Well, it's, it's really important because that visual is, is important to see because people love doing crunches and it's bad for the gist of your spine, um, separates your muscles and Makes your diastasis bigger if you have one or creates one if you don't have one. Yeah. Julie, this is all very useful information. And I think that the listeners here are just saying, okay, yes, I need to do something about it. And so for the listeners, Please. yeah, they need to do something about it. So what are the best ways that people can get in contact with you or get started on your course? Well, if they go to, if they wanted to get more information, they could go and right under my logo, they scroll down. There's an introductory class, so that's three videos, right, on checking for diastasis, the four steps of the program. And then if they decide they want to do it, um, we have um, program packages, and they're all discounted. They all come with the online support, two splints, um, the video, the guidebook, the tape, the cream. You know, and you'll see there's, you know, three separate packages. So um, all of them come, as I said, with the online support, right? And the videos are all streamed. We have them in um, different languages. You can choose the language. And, um, and, that's, and that's the base, that, that's the best way to get started is with that intro program. Great. And before we wrap up for today, is there anything else that you want to add for the listeners to hear that we didn't cover today. Okay, well, I am coming out with a children's book early next year called Will You Be My Belly Buddy? Um, a takeoff on Mr. Rogers. Um, and my 
intention is that children will ask their mother and father to do the program with them so that the whole family does the program. <laughs> um, and the other thing is that I have this new product. Um, uh, it's called um, Together Tummy uh, Wear, and it's a tank top, and then the splint attaches to it in the back, and then the arms attach on the front and the side, which is a which is I've been uh, working on uh, making this splint, giving more coverage and um, staying in place better. And and this is sort of like the best one that I've done. So it's like I'm like. Okay. Okay. So, so this is very exciting um, that I have this new product and, um, and that, and I think I've, I've covered everything unless you have another question. No, that's it. Uh, Julie, I'm really so thankful for you to take the time out of your busy day. You have a lot of really amazing projects and all this information was super helpful for the listeners. So uh, listeners, the links to Julie's website and all these other pieces will actually be found in the show notes. So if you didn't get a chance to write that down, you can go ahead and just click into the show notes. Um, but with, with that being said, Julie, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for, thank you for being so open and, uh, and interested in diastasis and how it relates to, um, the work that you do, which is amazing. Ah, uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you got some help from today's podcast. And for more info, check us out at ifixyoursciatica.com. Have a fantastic and pain-free day. No patient-therapist relationship is formed by listening to this podcast. We are not providing medical advice, and all information should be confirmed by a medical provider. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.